0: Recorded live. Jeremiah Live Bible Study. Well, as you know, we finished the book of Jeremiah. Wow. <laughs> I can tell you that I started the book of Jeremiah back with my live group in uh, Massachusetts in about 2007. That's when we actually officially started started Jeremiah Live Bible study. Um, And then, of course, uh, then it was kind of a, a lapse in time before God had me started again after I moved down here to Florida and things like that going on. But after, you know, I took it up again, then we went through it, and um, and it's, it's been a while. It's 2015 now, and, you know, the end of 2015. It's a few days away from 2016, so it's actually taken, you know, eight years or so to actually go through the book of Jeremiah. But as you know, we've gone through the book of Jeremiah, I mean, we've done a lot of um, study and we have found out a lot of things that God wanted us to know. Um, and I've grown spiritually from the beginning of when I started Jeremiah Life Bible Study. And from the end of the book, I am absolutely not the same person Um when I first started Jeremiah Live Bible study I was with my um group live group uh bible study group up in uh, New England and um I listened to the studies and I hear unfortunately a a, a kind of um, arrogance is is the word. Um so that has changed Absolutely changed, so we're at the end. we've completed the book of Jeremiah um, and you know, I asked God what I was going to do with Jeremiah because we learned so much, and it's been eight years uh since um since we started the book eight years ago, and um and what God has told me is that what we're going to do starting next week for Jeremiah Live Bible study is kind of do a review of what we've learned and things that God um, wants to be pointed out as you know as uh, we go through it um, but the other thing that I'm going to be doing is questions. And, uh, you know, so I'm going to be asking you questions. And the study time for you to to uh, answer the questions is on you. And I'm going to be taking it chapter by chapter. So, you know, questions from the first chapter will be there. And uh, the way it's going to work is it's going to take me a while to get through Jeremiah's overview and review and everything we're going to do in Jeremiah going forward. Um, And so what you need to do is you need to um, listen every week, get the questions, and answer them. Plus listen to the uh, review and, and what we're going over that week uh, some of the answers may actually be in the review, but I want you, as you know, if you've studied with me these eight years, I want you to, um, to understand that I don't want you to just listen to me, okay? <laughs> That's not what Bible study is about. I'm going to tell you what it is that God directs me to tell you, but I want you to actually go into the Bible yourself and strengthen your communication with the Spirit of God because that's how we talk to God, our human spirit with God's, of course, Holy Spirit. And that's the communication that we have. And, and how that strengthens, is as you go through and study the Bible, um, the Holy Spirit will tell you things, will be talking to you, all right? And that, of course, is God speaking to you through his Spirit. Uh, And so that's part of the process that I've always wanted people to do is to strengthen their um, communication with God, uh, strengthen their spiritual growth, and to um, understand at whatever level they're at. Jeremiah is a tremendously full of meat book. Um, You know, it's not milk, basically. You know, I, I don't see too much milk in Jeremiah. And, you know, we know that when you're spiritually immature, when you haven't been discipled properly, which is unfortunately most of the believers in the world, um, haven't been discipled properly like Jesus showed us to do, not some cult that tries to disciple you by forcing you to believe what they believe and all that nonsense and you've got to see things their way and all this, you know, Brainwashing stuff, Jesus didn't do that. that's not the way he discipled, okay He did it by example. and so if you're immature, if you haven't been discipled, Jeremiah, oh, you can read it and you can find things in it that God wants you to know, but you need to grow spiritually to spiritual maturity as the New Testament tells us, so that you will know when the Holy Spirit is actually speaking to you or when it's your human spirit or maybe an evil spirit that's, you know, whispering in your ear or something. If you're spiritually immature, you are not going to be able to tell the difference. You don't know the difference between God talking and some other spirit talking. And believe me, there's plenty of other spirits out there that are talking to believers. And so in Jeremiah, there's, a, there's mostly meat. And it has to do with, basically, if you want a broad overview of the book of um, Jeremiah, it's the way God does things. Okay, it's not the nonsense that they teach you in churches today. God doesn't want a bunch of sinners, okay? There's, there's no glory for God if Christians are going around sinning and they think that, oh, grace, 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 and uh, but I can sin and all my sins are covered under the blood and, and I'm all set. Nonsense, okay? not, not the way God does things. And unfortunately, uh, the um, Christians today are being led astray by Satan because he's in most churches and he's teaching them their doctrine in most churches, unfortunately. You see, Jeremiah shows us And it showed us over all these years that the way God does things is simple. He has rules to follow. If you don't follow the rules, and the rules only apply to those that he considers, quote, his people. In Jeremiah's case, his people was Israel, the children of Israel, the flesh descendants from Jacob. And so in Jeremiah, God was speaking to the flesh descendants of Jacob. He'd given them rules. He'd set up their kingdom. He took care of them. He provided miracles for them. He helped them out. And the way God works is once he gets it all set, all in place, takes care of you, Get you on your way, you're to do what he tells you to do. You're to follow his rules. <laughs> and if you don't follow his rules, well, guess what? He's not going to, like, throw you out <laughs> just because you don't follow his rules the first time. God is gracious. He's full of mercy, and he loves you. But what he will do is he will send you prophets. He will send you warnings. Things will start going bad, and he will warn you over and over and over again. As we learned here in Jeremiah, Jeremiah was sent by God to Israel for 40 years. Imagine that. 40 years And there was other prophets, too. But Jeremiah himself, God said, listen, go and tell him, go and tell him, go and tell him, go and tell him, for 40 years. Imagine that. And we know, because we've gone through the book of Jeremiah, (laughs) that they didn't care what Jeremiah had to say. And so, after all of the warnings... What happened is very simple, is that that was it. God had had his limit. God has limits. You see, he has an abundance of patience. God is long-suffering, but if you get to a point, that's it. And that's what happened with um, Jeremiah, is that God got to a point with Jerusalem, Judah, and they were taken into captivity, and that was it. And not only that, God destroyed his house, the temple. He destroyed all of their houses, had them burned down by the king of Babylon, destroyed the wall that protected them, destroyed Jerusalem. They were no longer a nation. you understand? So, God hasn't changed, guess what, believers in Jesus Christ and followers, hopefully, of Jesus the Messiah. God has not changed, okay? Yes. Guess what? You were in the world. Jesus died on the cross for you. And you got a free gift, the gift of faith that you're able to believe in Jesus Christ and what he did and what God did through him. And then he died on the cross. He was our lamb. His blood covers our sin. You have the ability to believe that if you're a part of the kingdom of heaven. And then once you've got that ability, once God gave you the gift to believe, you didn't do the choosing, God did it, not you. And once you were given that gift by God and you believed, you see, as a believer, Jesus said, follow me. He said, I'm showing you what the Father wants you to do. It's called discipleship, he showed all the ones that were following him, plus the 12 apostles, about God's way. This is what he wants you to do, okay? And Jesus said, do these things, follow me, and you can be one with God like I'm one with God. You can take on the divine nature, like Jesus took on the divine nature being 100% human, but following God completely, absolutely surrendering his complete, total life to the desire and wants and work that God had for him, you see. And so he showed us, and that's what happens. You become a believer. You get access to believing in Jesus. And then once you believe in Jesus, then you have the Bible here, the old and new, because you need both. God has provided you the way to see what he wants you to do as a believer, because he wants you to do what Jesus did. Jesus showed us, you see. But God and Jesus warns us, as did Paul and the apostles that wrote in the Bible, listen, hey, you've got to follow what Jesus did. You've got to keep doing the works that God wants you to do or what's going to happen is the same thing that happened in Jeremiah. Christians, you are not, not once saved, always saved. That is a lie of Satan. He loves Christians to think that nonsense. But Jesus didn't say, One saved, always saved. Jesus said in many places, if my servant's not doing what I told him to do, cast him out. A servant, that's a believer. That's not somebody of the world. So Jesus didn't say once saved, always saved. So if my servant's not doing what I told him to do, cast him out. In the Revelation, Jesus said, if you don't repent, and start doing what I want you to do, church. He was talking to believers. I'm going to blot you out of the book of life. I'm going to take away your candle. You're not going to be a part of my kingdom. Sorry, no, because see, God doesn't change. And so Jeremiah showed us the flesh perspective of Israel, in Judah. And the flesh perspective of how God works, which you have to understand God hasn't changed. Oh, we don't have to do the sacrifices and all the nonsense and rituals and blood stuff and all of that that they had to do to get their sins covered. No, the grace of God is amazing because you see, Jesus says, If you're doing what you're not supposed to be doing, believer, repent. Now, what does that mean? And it isn't what people think it means. The word in the Greek means to turn away. Okay? It doesn't mean to say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, don't get it. Okay? So, Jesus says, all you have to do is stop doing it. <laughs> you don't have to say you're sorry. You don't have to do anything like that. You don't have to do any penance. You don't have to go, you know, all these crazy things that these churches come up with. Jesus says, repent. It's that simple. It's grace. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. It's easy. It's called stop doing it, once you stop doing it, you're covered under the blood again. No big deal. It's easy and simple and his burden is not heavy. It's light. So the opposite is true. <laughs> if you don't stop doing it, if you just say, oh, I'm sorry, uh, you know that ain't going to get it. Okay, I'm sorry, and then go do it tomorrow. Sorry, it ain't going to work. You're still under that sin, and your soul has been spotted. You're not covered under the blood until you repent. Truly repent, which means stop doing it, and want to stop doing it. See, that's part of it. You've got to acknowledge that this is the sin, and stop doing it, and want to stop doing it. It's easy, simple. And people say, oh, well, I just have to say I'm sorry, and then I'm covered under the blood. No, that's not what Jesus says. It's not what we saw in Jeremiah. After a amount of time, and it's, for us it's been about 2,000 years, but a, after an amount of time, things are going to change, and Jesus will return. We learned about that big time in Jeremiah, which is part of what we're going to go through. And when that happens, As we learned in Peter, if you're found spotted when Jesus returns out of the kingdom. That's right. Cast the unprofitable servant out, Matthew 25. So if you're not doing the works you're supposed to for the kingdom like Jesus said, follow me or you're doing sins and, you know, breaking all kinds of crazy laws and doing all kinds of bad things, you're out. You're a useless servant. The Holy Spirit is not going to dwell with sin. And James tells us in James 2, which many of these once saved, always saved, nonsense churches, hate says what? Verse 17 says that what does, I'm sorry, verse 14 first, what does it profit my brethren, though a man say he hath faith and hath not works? Can faith save him? So, James is saying, just because you believe in Jesus, just because you believe, just because you have faith, is that enough? These ones saved, always say, people think it is. <laughs> but James tells a different story. 17, even so faith, if it hath not works, is dead being alone. So, yes, in God's eyes, if you're not working for the kingdom, following in Jesus' footsteps, doing what Jesus taught us to do, using your spiritual gifts, not for yourself, as we're told in the New Testament, for the brethren. We're not here for us to make our lives better, to make us better, to, to, to do things for us. No. We're here for the brethren. We're here to help each other out and do the works. Jesus didn't care about himself at all. Everything Jesus did was for someone else. He showed us how to do the works of the kingdom. And so, Jeremiah taught us that. God hasn't changed. You can be a part of God's kingdom, which Israel was, and he'll take care of you, he'll provide for you, he'll provide what you need. But if you're not following his law, following his will, doing what he wants, he's going to warn you. He's going to, things are going to start getting bad for you. It's going to happen little by little. It doesn't happen overnight. It's not the way God works. He doesn't go, bang, you've been bad. No. But what he does do is he loves you. And he'll show you step by step, little by little. And ultimately, if you're not listening to him and you're listening to yourself or you're listening to some dumb pastor or preacher that's teaching lies, then ultimately you're going to turn away from God. You're going to turn away from believing in Jesus Christ. And then guess what as peter says you're back in the world and the last end for you is worse than if you never believed imagine that it's it's just amazing what jeremiah has shown us and so that's the basics of the whole book of jeremiah God will take care of you, he'll provide for you, he loves you, but he has requirements. That simple. And if you fail in his requirements, then he turns his back on you. Until, guess what? You repent. <laughs> they didn't have that back in Jeremiah's time. Not as easy as we have you see they still had the sin so once they committed all these sins then they had to do all this stuff and they had to you know go to the temple and they had to burn these sacrifices and they had all kinds of stuff that they had to do to get right with God before God would you know take care of them once they went astray but we don't have that we have Jesus simple easy. Acknowledge that you've, you know, sinned. And it has nothing to do with salvation. (laughs) That's the other crazy thing they do nowadays. Anyway, it has nothing to do with becoming a part of the kingdom of heaven. No. This has to do with once you're a part of the kingdom of heaven, if you've gone off the path, if you've sinned, guess what? You're spotted you got to get unspotted, acknowledge it, don't want to do it, change your mind about it, turn the other way, stop doing it, and you're covered under the blood. It's that simple. So this is going to be an interesting many weeks that we're going to uh, be going through the book of Jeremiah, And we're going to be giving you questions and you can, you know, like I said, the questions are for you and God to grow. And if you have any questions, if you can't answer a question, then you know. I'm always available to help you out. All you have to do is ask. Now, as far as our next study on um the next prophet we're going to study uh God has been uh, letting me know that um the next one that I'm going to get into is actually uh Ezekiel uh, I've never studied Ezekiel personally. I've read uh you know Ezekiel and I think I've looked at it a little bit, but I've never studied it like we study, and that is from the beginning to the end, chapter by chapter and verse by verse, and letting the spirit of God lead us so I'll be letting you know about that as time goes on, and of course we're we're uh you know if you want to know about end times um and how to Act as a believer during the time of the Antichrist and Satan system on earth, you can always go to our study, Warning of the Prophets, which of course is the warning right now. We're going through the warnings and examples of Daniel. Uh, That, you know, is other stuff having to do with end times. But remember, you have to be discipled. You have to be spiritually mature to get into all of this. You need to have grown spiritually. And uh, we do have discipleship uh, call series for those that are new believers, those that haven't been discipled properly. Uh, and, uh, And God is having us um, start from the perspective of Paul, <laughs> Paul Saul, <laughs> the perspective of poor Saul, and um, you know, you know, he was uh, stopped by Jesus on the road to Damascus, and then we go through the study of how he wasn't discipled. And what happened to him? How'd that work out for him? And then we're going through that process of learning how he actually got discipled. But discipleship is for those that have not been discipled. They, they're, they're not ready for the meat. Don't get into this necessarily without being ready for the meat. You've got to get your basics down. Uh, the milk, the milk, and the milk is pretty simple. You've got to understand Jesus crucified. He rose from the dead. He's the Lamb of God. He's the Son of God. You've got to understand the basics. You've got to understand what happens at death. You've got to understand about judgment and baptism, you know, the basics. You've got to understand all of that stuff. It's not very difficult, and they make it really difficult nowadays, uh, but it isn't that difficult. And so that's part of discipleship, getting into the, the, um, the basics that we have been taught through the New Testament. It's pretty cool. And the way God is doing it is amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, so if you've got any questions or anything, just, hey, get in contact with me, you can find me at Facebook. Uh or you can um you know contact me here on TalkShoe. Email address Cape Cod Robin. What you see here, hosted by Cape Cod Robin, Jeremiah Life Bible study. Uh that's how you spell it. Cape Cod Robin at Yahoo dot com. And of course You can search for me on Facebook through that. Then you'll find me. Send me a message if you have any questions. Or just come into one of these studies and, you know, after I'm finished, I um, stop the recording and then I go and answer questions. And so, Jeremiah Live Bible Study. It's going to be interesting as we do the review.